Today is very special. We're going to go on a journey together. That's true. So <laughs> grab your passport, pack your bags, get yes. ready. In uh, the next several episodes, we're going to talk to you about the supernatural. Amen. I'm talking about the real supernatural. That's right. And as for 55 years, I have gone on these missionary trips. I've gone That's in very right. dangerous places, places where they're trying to kill me, places where they told me not to go. Right. Uh, and a few times, well, more than a few, I've taken pastors with me, Christians with me. A lot of times I just tell them, sorry, you can't go. This trip's too dangerous. I'm not, I'm right. not taking you. Sometimes they're illegal and I have to sneak in and out of country. So I, I'm not going to put you in that position. But, uh, but when I do take people with me, I usually give them some kind of an orientation before That's we right. leave uh, the states and yeah. tell them, here's what to expect. Uh, here's what I don't want you to do. There's some rules I have I don't want you to do right. uh, while we're there and things that I do want you to do. Now, if you go on your own trip, you can do whatever you want to. But this is my trip, my rules, and I've done this before. I'm not a rookie, and I've done this before. And most Christians really don't know where they are. They're really... And the supernatural. They're really not located themselves. Right. Uh, uh, spiritually. And so uh, it's like in, in Acts chapter 4, whenever Paul and, I mean, excuse me, whenever P uh, Peter and John had healed the guy at the great gate beautiful and got in trouble for that and got wanted to put them in prison, finally they let them go in, in, in chapter uh, 4 and verse, I believe it's 23, it says, when they were let go, they immediately went to their own company. And see, you, you have a company and you need to find out where that company is. And Brother Hagin used to tell us most Christians don't know who their company is or where their company is, but you need to know, uh, you need to locate yourself. And so uh, the next few episodes, we're going to get on a plane. We're going to hop to this country. Let's go to India. Let's go to Africa. Let's go here. Let's go there. And I'm going to talk to you about some do's and don'ts because we're, we're, we're not just going to teach some Christians or some kids in Sunday school or even a pastor's conference where we're all nice Christians we're dealing with. We're going to do open air crusades where we're fighting hell, where hell knows who we are. They know we're coming and we're going to be casting devils out of people. We're actually going into hell's backyard, the devil's backyard and rescuing people. And, and it's a fight. And so we're going to talk to you about that because you need to be prepared. You don't That's want right. to go ill prepared. And so many Christians are exactly not prepared for that. So stay with us. It's going to be a great several shows, and uh, I think you're going to learn some things, and, and, and I know you're going to enjoy it. God bless you. Welcome today to More Than Conquerors, Terry Mize Ministries. We are just thrilled to be with you. And we've got some good stuff we're going to be talking to you about over the next several weeks. And I know it's going to really appeal, uh, you know, to you and your Christian growth and place where you are in life. Um, Darling, we were talking about this last night, uh, that the people are in so many different avenues of life, vocation, sure. dynamic. Sure family, married, single, young, elderly, a widowed. Um, you know, there, there's just so many places we are, not just geographically and not just in our dynamic of how we're living, but also where we are in our spiritual growth and our Christian growth path. 
and everybody's at different places. And thank God <laughs> for the move of the Holy Spirit in our Amen. lives because he can have one person preach a message to 10 people and everybody gets something different. And then one minister can stand in front of 5,000 people and everybody feel like the message was just for them, sure, you know, sure. because of the presence of the supernatural power of the Holy Spirit, not only in a corporate anointing, but in each person. We are carriers of that supernatural inward presence of the Holy Spirit. Um, you were talking recently about the supernatural. And first thing I'd like for you to talk today about, which I think is one of the most intelligent ways to look at it, is the difference between uh, what Hollywood does and what the Word of God does, how they, how they try to market their dynamic, sure. and yet the Christianity, we really do have the supernatural. Yes, we do. Yes, we do. <laughs> And, and, and it's very deceptive since, since Hollywood has done what they do right. and the church has gone more Hollywood than church, then a lot, of people, a lot of people are deceived Yes, because um, Hollywood, uh, with all their special effects, and they do a great job right. with all their special effects, uh, they've become sensational mm -hmm. and they've become spectacular. That's it. You go watch one of these blockbuster movies, you right. know, and there's brain right. splattering up on the wall and cars blowing up and, <laughs> you know, and there's just everything happening well, and, and they're, this is sensational and that sensational and that's spectacular. Right. And, and so the, the Christian gets lulled into a, into a deceptive state right. of where they're, they're trying to compare God exactly. to Hollywood and they're exactly. trying to make God sensational and spectacular. That's and it. so they get disappointed yeah. uh, when God doesn't do something spectacular <laughs> or when he doesn't do something uh, sensational. Exactly. And I've told the church for decades, as you well know, uh, God is not sensational nor right. spectacular, but he's miraculous. Right. And there's a vast difference between <laughs> the miraculous or the supernatural right. and the sensational and the spectacular. Right. And so when, when we look at Bibles, when Christians, the average Christian, uh, had the preacher preaches them a Bible story, right. tells a story about the little lady with the cruise of oil, you know, and uh, the prophet came wow. down, there's a yes. famine in the land, and yes. she only had enough meal, enough oil that she's going to go outside and get right. two sticks right. and make uh, make a little fire. And then she had enough meal and oil to make herself a cake. Now, her own mouth, she said this, right. I'm going to make me a cake and my son a cake. We're going to eat it and die. Exactly. And that's as far as she could see. That was her future. <laughs> that was the game that was her, plan. That was her destiny. Yeah, exactly. And when she ran into the prophet, and oh, he said, uh, lady, would you give me a drink of water from the well? She said, well, of course. And so she, she did. And then he said, well, lady, would you make me a cake? And she said, oh, I'm sorry, sir. I, I, I only have enough meal and enough oil. And, I, I'm an, and I've come outside just to get two sticks. I don't need a big fire. I need a little fire. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I'm going to make my, my son a cake, and I'm going to make me a cake, and we're going to eat it, and we're going to die. And he said, lady, make me a cake first. Well. And then there's this little word in there that just pulls my chain. He said, and after. Well, and that's after, the faith part. Make me a cake first. Give to that's God first. That's the supernatural and part. And after, make yourself and your son a cake. Well, well now he's talking, there's an after. Yes. When she was talking, there wasn't an after. <laughs> there when was she, no future. When she was talking, there's no future. We're going to eat a cake and we're right, going to die. Right, right. Two cakes. Right. Well, he's already telling her there's enough for three. He's saying, if you'll make me one first, if you'll give to God first, first. then he will... He will supply, and after you can make yourself 
and your son a cake. Right. And for, for some reason, she did it. Lo and behold, she did it. She's okay. <laughs> what and a sure woman. enough, there was enough, there was enough yes. to make three cakes. Right, right. And so the Bible says there in, uh, in, in Second King, uh, for, uh, 1 Kings 17, it says he just moved First in Kings. with her. Yeah. You know, scandal in the church. You know, yeah. CB, NBC, CBS, Fox, you know, MSNBC, they all say scandal in the church. Right. Prophet, man of God, preacher moves in with a widow woman, shacking up with a widow woman. But the Bible says in King James that he lived with her uh, for a season or for a time. Yeah. But if you look in the margin, it says for a year. For a year. So we're talking 365 days he was with her. Wow. And there was famine in the land. There was no food. And if they had food, people would kill you for it. And oh, so, true. so we all know the story. Everybody's heard the story preached. We know the story that the, the oil never ran out for the whole year. Hallelujah. The meal never ran out for the whole year. Thank and she God. was able to feed the three of them for a whole year a whole when year. she thought she only had enough for two cakes. But yet, let's say she made one for the prophet first in the morning for breakfast, right. then herself and her son. Then at lunchtime, she made the prophet a cake first. Give to God first, and then, uh, <laughs> then, then herself life. and her son, and then at supper time made formula. the prophet first, yes. then her and his son. Well, if she did that nine cakes a day, right? Three for breakfast, three for lunch, three for dinner, and then did that for a year, three hundred sixty-five days. My goodness, that's somewhere around three thousand two hundred sixty-five cakes. I'd have to check my math on that, but something. And she thought she had enough for two, but now there's an after. After. But my whole point of that story was when the church hears that story. Right. When I preach it or a preacher preaches it or they read it in the Bible, they, they immediately, their, their brain doesn't go to miraculous. Their brain goes to sensational and spectacular. Right. So we try to make God Hollywood. And so we try to see in our mind's eye, how did God Pay do attention. that? And so we, we see the spectacular and the sensational would be, be her grabbing that, 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 that cruise of oil and all of a sudden it's just, it's just squirting oil everywhere all over her house because that's sensational. Or, grab, that's or she grabs the, the, the flower. Right. That's the, the, how the little flower. kids would see it. She grabs yeah. the flower canister and right. it just starts to vibrate and blow up and flour, you know, meal goes everywhere because that's how Hollywood would do that. That's, that's right. sensational. That's, that's spectacular. Good. Pretty soon they're that's up to good. here. Pretty that's soon good. they're up to here in oil and meal. <laughs> well, of course he didn't do it that way. No, that's right. Had he given them all that a year's worth in advance, uh, the neighbors would have killed him for it. Right. But it's a faith Family. thing, yeah. and God doesn't do spectacular. He's not interested. He doesn't do sensational. He's not right. interested. He does miraculous. That's right. So because of laws of faith and laws of living to give, yes. laws of prosperity, laws that laws of Seed time and harvest, yes. which he said in Genesis 8, as long as time remains, there will be seed time and harvest. Right. So God set up that system that forever and ever and ever and ever, that's the way things are going to work. And how many times have you heard me say, if you ever want to figure God out, if you ever want to put him on a couch and that's psychoanalyze right. him, it's always Remember. going to come back to seed time and harvest. Everything with God is seed, seed time, time and, and harvest. harvest. So she, she has her seed of giving the prophet first. Right. And then she gets to harvest. Right. Then at breakfast, she gives the prophet first, and she gets to harvest. And at lunch, she gets the prophet first, she gets to harvest. And so this happened for a year. So, well, so instead of that, them drowning in oil and drowning in meal, right. it was an everyday faith thing where God was doing the miraculous every day. And, that's, that's and that really, gave her an after. No, that, and that's really what we want to help you understand and prepare for. Uh, when you when you're talking about that, I hope everybody understands it because that is to me. When I heard Terry tell that years ago, it literally changed my whole attitude 
about expecting the supernatural for my own life. Because we're supposed and, to live in, in a, a lifestyle yeah, of miracles, of a miracles. lifestyle of the, <laughs> supernatural, the supernatural, of the miraculous, not the sensational. Not the sensational. I told the Lord many years ago, I said, Lord, if I were you, yeah. if I was God, if you let me run this thing, and I lived in Tulsa, and Oral Roberts is there, and Kenneth Hagin's there, right. and the ORU University's there, and the prayer tower's there. Right. And I said to the Lord, I, I, would, I would show Oral, <laughs> or, or Dad Hagin, where the Ark of the Covenant is. Right. I said, you know where it is. I mean, Indiana Jones found it. Surely you know where it is, you know. Uh, and, and, but it disappeared. You know, a lot of people think that Queen of Sheba, uh, that Solomon gave it to her whenever she came over and saw his wealth and stuff, that, and that she took it. But no, nobody knows. Uh, I said, I said, you know where it is. If you would give it to Oral, he could put it at the prayer tower. And then Christians could come from all over the world. <laughs> and they could march around and see the right. Ark of the Covenant. Yeah. And there inside it is the Ten Commandments right. and uh, the showbread and Aaron's rod that budded. That would be, that would be wonderful. And God said, no, that'd be sensational. No, that's right. And that'd be spectacular, well, which I'm not interested in that. I'm interested in the miraculous. Hollywood's trying to sell tickets and impress people and do those kinds See, of things. See, that's where my brain was going. You can right. sell tickets. You, then Christians would believe you. That's you'd, right. You'd show them the ark. That's right. That's right. Well, when you were, when you were explaining this recently in a, in a wonderful partner church of, of uh, yours, they, um, you got up and began to talk to them about the supernatural. Mm -hmm. And you said, which I thought was outstanding, and I want Terry to share that with you today. You said, if I were going, taking you with me on a trip to a foreign country mm -hmm. like mm -hmm. India or mm -hmm. someplace, and, and it helps, and, and the way he laid that out, it was so wonderful because um, so many people don't know what to do. Once you start out as a Christian, you don't really know how you want to... You want to have the supernatural. You want to see the power of God. You want to see miracles. You need miracles. Mm -hmm. right. You need God to do something supernatural to fix whatever dynamic you're in. There, there may have been a loved one that's passed away that's been very heartbreaking. There may have been a job loss. There may have been fortunes lost. There, there may be a horrific bad doctor's report over your life. And you need the supernatural power of God mm -hmm. to help you in your mind and your, with your body, with your finances, with a child that's gone out in some area of life that you're not happy with and it could cost them their life. Mm -hmm. And so you need the supernatural power of God, wherever you are today. Oh, absolutely. The supernatural, you've seen God do so many supernatural things on the mission field. Just talk to well, him a little bit here. We've got about 12 minutes here. That's what separates our God yes. from all the other gods in the world. Right. And, and you know what God thinks about those other gods. Right. He, he said in the Bible, he said, all those other gods, yeah. they're no gods. Psalm 115. He yeah. said, they have eyes, they can't see, they have ears, they can't hear. Right. They have throats, they can't make a noise. He said, you know, they're, they're, no, they're nothing. Right. They're nothing. But if you're going to go there and you're taking, let's say you're taking a dozen church people with you. Mm -hmm, sure. Many times. <laughs> and you're standing that. at the airport. They don't know what they're walking into. Right. They don't know I what they're. I give them an orientation before we leave. <laughs> yes. And what are some of those things that you say? Well, you know, a lot of times I'll, I'll have an orientation before we go. And, and especially if I'm going on a crusade, like, like, right. to, like say India. You mentioned India. Let's right. say India. And so I'm taking Joe Christian and Susie Charismatic. 
<laughs> just out of just out of a church, yeah, and they're all yeah. excited. Oh, praise the Lord! We're going to the mission village, with Brother Terry Myers. <laughs> and, and so I tell them before we go, I said, "Now listen, this, this is this isn't a vacation. No, we're not going to Disneyland. No, this, no, this no, is, no. This is serious business. This is yes. this is dangerous stuff." That's right. And, and and I know a lot of churches go on mission trips and, and they don't know anything about the supernatural, the spiritual, or the, the two worlds that there are, our world, the supernatural world, yes. and, the, and, and, you know, the, the eternal world. You know, Paul tells us, Paul tells us very plainly in 2 Corinthians chapter uh, 4 and verse 18 that there's two worlds. Right. And he said, he said now listen, we don't, we don't look at the things we can see. That's right. He said, because the things we can see are temporary. Right. He said, we look at the things we can't see because the things we can't see are eternal. So what yeah. he's saying is there's yeah. a heavenly world and there's an earthly world, right. and you need to know the difference. And if you're going to live like the world lives in most right. of the church, yeah. you're only going to see the earthly. Right. You're going to look at the things you can see. I see this coffee cup, therefore it's real. I see this, this, this phone, therefore it's real. But no, God said, if you can see it, Paul said, if you can see it, it's temporary. No, that's right. If you can see it, it's perishable. I used to do missions conferences a lot, and uh, I'd, I'd, I'd have little stickers made. I'd go to a print shop and have little stickers made about this long and about this wide, and I'd have one word on them, just in all capital letters. It'd say, perishable. Yeah. <laughs> and I'd make thousands of them. And I'd go do a missions conference at a church, and I'd pass them out to the people. I'd give everybody a, a hundred, you know, or, or however many they wanted. And I said, take this home with you. And put one on your car, perishable. Put one on your house, perishable. Yeah. Put one on the refrigerator, we need to do that perishable. Again. Put one on your bass boat, perishable. Put yeah. one on your jewelry, ladies, perishable. Put one on your head, perishable. <laughs> and put one on your, your, your clothes, perishable. Right. Everything you can see right. is perishable. It's not going to last. And yet Paul said, don't look at that world. Right. That's not even the real world. He said, start looking into the other world, into right. the eternal, right. because the things you can't see, when you get over into that world, those things are eternal. Right. They'll last forever. They're not perishable. Well, and they're just right here. That other world is just right here. Oh, yeah. It's, it's the fourth dimension. It's the fourth dimension. And of that's... course, now you sound like a science fiction movie. <laughs> you know, science fiction has been smart enough to know for years there's a fourth dimension, but right. they don't know anything about it. But God actually has the fourth dimension, right. and that's where He lives. That's where the angels live. That's where that's where the supernatural lives. Right. And then there's the uh, the occult from the kingdom sure. of darkness. Of course. They have their own of course world. Of course. And, and uh, they know they know the the, the heavy duty guys, right. the witch doctors I've dealt with, and some of those people. Not right. not these phony little palm readers and tea leaf readers, but I'm talking about. Real live witch doctors that that, <laughs> that make <laughs> animals appear and disappear and <laughs> right. and people appear and disappear. And right. th they understand that fourth dimension. They hey, they can step out of this one into that one. Right. And step out of that one into this one. Right. Uh, but anyway, I, I, so I tell people when I have an orientation, I said, now if we're going to India, you have to understand they have the Hindus have three hundred and thirty million gods. Now that goes right over to America and said wow. three hundred. And thirty million gods, and of course, every one of them are demons. They're not gods or demons. No, that's and that's what you have to understand is they are demons. And so, and in fact, Renee, you've heard me tell this. Uh, I, I can take you to India with me, and I can take you over to what's called a demon tree, mm -hmm. and I can take out my pocket knife and stab that tree, and it'll scream bloody murder. 
it'll scream until your hair curls, till your toes curl, until you'll be running halfway down the street thinking, dear <laughs> God, what just happened? Yeah. And of course, I'm not hurting the tree and I'm not hurting the demon, but but it's it's a fear effect. The devil's going to, that tree's going to scream right. to show you his power, right. hell's power, and those demons' power. And, and, and for most of you, people that are going with me on this trip, uh, you know, you'd be halfway back to the airport before I could catch you. <laughs> because you have to realize we're entering into a supernatural, supernatural world. world. I, I'm not going over there to play patty cakes. I'm going over there to, to get in hell's business. Yes. I'm going over there into, into the devil's backyard That's right. and rescue people. That's right. And so, so the devil doesn't like it. Hell doesn't no. like it. So it's spiritual warfare. And now I trust y'all have been praying because I've been praying over this trip for months and months. Right. Because my philosophy is win it here. That's right. Before Fight you go here. there. That's Fight right. the battle in America in prayer, in tongues, and in intercession, in prayer, and, and fasting, and believe in God, so that when you get there, you can just walk out the victory. Instead of getting there That's and say, oh my really God, I'm in a fight, I better fight. No, no, no. I've already been fighting for months. That's right. And so when we get there, you understand there's 330 million gods or demons that are going to be after you. And there's going to be little idols everywhere right. that represent those gods. So as soon as we get to the airport, you're going to see demons, right. you know, pictures of idols, which are demons. The best god the Hindus have is a, is a guy with an elephant's head and a bunch of arms, and his name is Ram. And that's the best God they got. But there's 330 other million, 330 million others. Oh. And so you'll see him. There he is. Uh, there's a picture. You get in the taxi cab to go to the hotel, and there'll be a good idol in there on top of the, on the taxi cab, on the driver's dashboard. You get to the hotel, there'll be demons all in the statues and idols all in the hotel lobby. You get to your room, there are going to be pictures on, on yeah. the wall and, and little idols around the room. So if wow. you charismatic, charismaniac Christians <laughs> that are going with me on this trip can't handle that, if y'all are, right. are one of these Susie Charismatics that's scared to have an owl in your house, because you read oh. a book one time that said <laughs> owls are demons. Uh, if an owl messes you Bye -bye. up, you yeah. need to stay home. Well, we're, and you're knocking down a lot of sacred cows with people because I think, Terry, in a lot of situations in life, in the church, people, well-meaning, good-hearted people that want to do missions trips, good give to missions, pray sure. for missionaries, uh, have gotten a little feeble-minded, weak-minded. Yeah. And, and, and just very fragile emotionally about facing some of these things. But if you want the supernatural power of God in your life, you're going to have to realize there's going to be a pushback. Yeah. You're walking into the devil's backyard. Yeah. You're going to try to take territory from the enemy's camp. And it is not for the faint of heart. We, we're going to, like I said, go in the devil's backyard and, right. and rescue people. Yes. So we're going in spiritual warfare. The devil That's knows right. why we're Bringing going. We know harvest. why we're going. Yes. So it's going to be a fight. Right. And we're going to win. Right. But you have to go prepared. You have to have your armor. You have to be, be you have to be prayed up. You have right. to be, you know. I remember one time I took my, my two sons and my son-in-law to Haiti with me. And it was a bad time in Haiti. And, and Aristide was the president. And, and they were going around shooting in churches and killing pastors and wow. hitting, having sticks and hitting, beating pastors. And two pastors were murdered the week before I went with my boys in this very same guest house I stayed in. That's where those two pastors were murdered. And so I called my boys together. I said, boys, if y'all are in any kind of sin that I don't know about, yeah. I want you to stay home. Yeah. And they just kind of got big eyes. They said, Dad, you've never said that before. I said, well, we're going into warfare. We're, we're wow. going into where they hate us yeah. and they Lots hate God. And, 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 and voodoo is the national religion of Haiti. 
and the drums, the voodoo drums never stop 24 hours a day. And this isn't Disneyland. This isn't a vacation. This isn't fun. Yeah. This this is a serious warfare trip. And so I want you to stay home if you're into something. I don't want the devil having a foothold, a, a crack, a place to get in. Well, and when you do those crusades, all those years that you were, you know, you were, you're doing all these things, you're going in there not just into the devil's territory to, to preach the gospel, mm -hmm. but you're expecting miracles. Oh no, we're, I'm you're, going for a harvest. You're going for a harvest of souls. I'm not going to give a lot of miracles. And, a poem and say, <laughs> say, brother Terry preached a good sermon. Yeah, no, no, no. It's totally different from church because you're you're going to do miracles, knowing that we love this phrase. Was it F.F. F. Bosworth that said this that that miracles are, are the dinner bell? Are the, the dinner bell? Yeah. You know, for the gospel. See, when I do an open air crusade, Renee, I don't even eat but one meal a day. I mean, I fast right. every day. Uh, yeah. I don't come out and talk to my American friends. Right. They don't see me all day. I, I pray in the morning. I'll meet them at lunch for a, a meal, right. and then they don't see me the rest of the day. Because right. I'm not. If I'm just going to some country and preaching a pastors' conference, they're all Christians. I don't have to do all that. Right. I'm preaching to Christians, to pastors, right. and I'm just teaching them the word, line upon line. But if I'm going out to fight hell and fight demons and 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 to get cast devils out of people, right. then it, then it's a battle. So I, I go prepared, and we're about to run out of time, but let me go ahead and finish this little this thought here. But but I tell them now, now if you can't handle that, you need to stay home That's right. because you won't even be able to sleep at night. <laughs> but I said, I can walk in that, that hotel room and lay yeah. down with all those demons on the walls and demons on the dresser and demons, and I can sleep like a baby because I can both lay me down and sleep in perfect peace, the Word says, because my mind stayed on Him. Right. God gives His beloved sleep. I'm His beloved. When you lay down to sleep, your sleep will be Thank sweet. God. So I can go lay down and go to sleep yes. where somebody else would be just so miserable they couldn't yeah. sleep at night. Well, because that scripture is supposed to work. So I it's try to prepare to them for what we're going into. Yes. This isn't fun and games. See, a lot of church, I'm against a lot of the churches sending little missions trips, little teenage missions trips, because they have no idea what they're walking into. Right. I had one, one church one time, a friend of mine, pastor, he sent a bunch of people to South America and sent you know several of the adults to chaperone the kids, and one lady got down there from from the church, from I mean from the church, spirit filled, loving God lady got down there, and 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 the devil got on her, and you know got it, you know not possessed, but I mean was tormenting her, harassing her, until she stripped all her clothes off. An American woman just stripped off naked, which the devil almost is always naked and always dirty, always and then naked, tried to jump out of a several story uh, hotel window, and the student, the teenagers had to run over there and hold her. Hold her, and they end up putting her in a mental institution in that country. When I found out about it, I called the pastor in America, who was a friend of mine. I said, what did you do? <laughs> and I said, but besides you sent somebody down that didn't know what they were doing, right. and she got demon harassed and not possessed, but, but oppressed, oppressed. And, and stripped her clothes off and tried to kill herself. And I said, then you, then you went off and left her down there. She's still down there in a mental institution in a third world country. And I said, I'll get on a plane, go down there and rescue her and, and, and get her back. When Peter and John cast out, I mean, got the guy healed at the gate beautiful. Right. And they got in trouble for it and went to jail. And then they let him go. It says in chapter 4 of Acts in verse 23, I think, it says, immediately John and Peter and John went to their own company. Immediately they went to their own company. When they got in trouble, they immediately went to their own company. And Brother Hagin used to always tell us, most Christians don't know who their company is or where their company is. Mm -hmm. And see, we've got to know who our company is. We've got to know where our company is. That's we've right. got to know how to operate in the supernatural if we're going to go right. into the devil's backyard and win souls for Jesus. And we're out of time. <laughs> Again. Well, we've got lots to say about this. And uh, we're going to be talking about this in the weeks to come and help you really gain the ground you need to gain 
to live in the supernatural, miraculous power of God. Amen. Not and the we, sensational. We always want to remind you that you are more, more than, than conquerors. Bye-bye. Hello, everybody. Renee and I just want to remind you that the greatest miracle of all time and the only eternal miracle is salvation. So uh, let's just do that right now. Pray this prayer after me. Father God, I come before you today to accept Jesus. I believe in my heart Jesus is the Son of God. I call on you today according to your word. I ask you to forgive me of my sins. Wash me in your blood. Make me a new creature. Thank you, Lord, for saving me, and I'll serve you the rest of my days in Jesus' name. So write us, let us know, tell somebody that you prayed with Terry and Renee and that you gave your heart to Jesus. We love you. God bless you.